Hey there, Mojo Sports fans, and welcome to another episode of the NRL Show. I am your host, Lainey. Due to the Anzac Day public holiday and scheduling, the panel took a break from recording, but we are back to talk about round 10 and some of the performances we saw in round 9. We're getting into that phase of the competition when clubs really need to prove they have the metal and skill to match up to some formidable clubs. In the past round, there were some victories with big margins and two upsets, with the biggest upset coming from the West Tigers getting their first win of the season over reigning premiers, the Penrith Panthers. It was quite a game in Bathurst, and it was great to see the players joyous. We are heading into Magic Round, which will be in sunny Brisbane, three days of rugby league in perfect weather at Lang Park. But we all hope the turf isn't an enemy to the players and can hold up until the last match on Sunday. Joining me on the panel today is Gabby, Emma and Lachlan. We hope you enjoy the show. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mojo Sports NRL show. We've got the full panel on tonight. Hello, Emma, Gabby and Lachlan. So round nine footies over. It was a little difficult for us to get together and record our show with Anzac Round. Gabby, you were unwell and Emma, you were on a boat daydreaming about your double point tipping round results. So we released our special hip drop episode instead. And after a few rounds of footy, I should perhaps do a quick roundup of how we're doing in our tipping. For those of you who were hardcore listeners, you may have seen our tips for round nine posted on Twitter in lieu of our show. And for round nine, we were perhaps, I could say, was our most woeful results with Gabby, Lachlan and myself with three out of eight correct tips and um, Emma sadly at zero for eight. Although with her double point round the week before, this is probably the the undoing of all of that great work. Emma, are you okay? Not really. Not really. Um, yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> Got to try and make up for it this week. I'm not going to be tipping with my heart anymore. It's, I'm calling it quits. <laughs> so, sorry, Cowboys. Oh, shots fired. It was actually quite an interesting round, though. We saw big margins of the wins over some teams that we, um, I think, expected to see. I mean, I guess it's a reflection of perhaps our tipping a review of round nine, team or player, best performance? Uh, i got to go to the Tigers. Um, I was very impressed with how they played and uh, I don't think anyone was expecting them to get the win over the Panthers. So I think they did really well and they actually looked really good. They, I don't think it was a was a fluke that they just like an unlucky thing for the Panthers. I think they actually played really well and they deserve to win that game. So good on them. I had the Tigers written down as well because it's just how can you not? It makes all rugby league fans' hearts sing. Uh, But in terms of player performances, I had Campbell Graham. He scored three tries against Brisbane. He's good in attack. He's good in defence. And I think he should get a Blues jersey to Campbell Graham and the Tigers, of course. That's a a really good shout, Gabby. I think I'm going to go with David Fafita for the Titans, steering away from the Tigers for the minute. He was under a lot of pressure coming over to the Gold Coast from Brisbane a few years ago on a very expensive deal, and it was very well publicised as well. And I think he's done pretty well over the past few weeks to settle into this season a bit, and he's played a really crucial role in that impressive win for the Gold Coast over Manly. Good shout. I had um, Tigers as well, but one of the players who I sort of singled out for the Tigers um, was Luke Brooks. Um, I thought he played perhaps um, the best game we've seen him play in a while. Um, that Panthers game was really quite good. Great kicking, you know, try assists. Uh, Titans, I thought they learned from their previous round loss against the Dolphins who fought back from that 20 points margin at half time. But the team, I thought, really analysed their game. You could see the difference and um, they came through and toppled the Seagulls. So I thought uh, the Titans also deserved a shout. 
Okay, so worst performance. It's definitely the Cowboys for me. Uh, very upsetting to watch, to be honest. But um, to be fair, we do have quite a lot of players out at the moment, but it just, it was a really hard game for me to watch. <laughs> Sorry, boys. I had the Knights against Parramatta. I thought they were pretty woeful to bad. Something like over 60 missed tackles. They were just not in the game at all. They've kind of lost that momentum they've been building over the past month. And I guess this week, because they have the bye, I think they should really use that to reflect on what went wrong against Para. So, yeah, poor old Knights. I went to the Cowboys. I think part of me really thought they'd take it to Cronulla and kind of show that not all of their spark from last year has completely disappeared. But I think it has. I don't think they're a top eight team this year. And I think that performance really showed it. I had two teams down, um, probably a little bit controversial. I had the Broncos. Um, I just kind of thought that in that match against South without Haas, I think there was definitely some weakness in the middle, as you would usually have Haas like, just sort of plowing through there, um, you know, getting through those defenders and doing the offload. But because they had quite a few opportunities that they wasted, they lacked ball discipline. And I think for a top ranked side, I expected better. Also, some better attitude on the field, too. Uh, so, yeah, I think Broncos for me. I thought Cowboys was too easy to call out. Um, there were moments where I, I felt that they just didn't seem to be there for the game, Emma. I, I was actually thinking of you, and I remember they sort of panned over and there was a shot of drink water at the end of the game, and you could see he was just, just so disappointed. Um, I think um, Cowboys fans already know that. Fair calls, guys. I think we've pretty much covered some of the most performances there and actually a lot of the good performances too okay so it's magic round so this means all the rugby league will be in sunny queensland so they say that it's going to be great weather across the entire tournament so usually brisbane comes alive for magic round in caxton street for those of you who are familiar with that part of town it's adjacent to the stadium it really is party central um this round they're cramming in all games for three days and i think saturday means many of us will probably be camped out in front of the television for several straight hours Hope you've all stocked up on snacks or have a portable charger for your phone if you're out and about and trying to catch any sneaky matches. Really hope the turf at Lang Park holds up for the round. I imagine the groundskeeping crew will be working through each night to make sure the turf is ready for each day. So this round, the Knights have a bye. They perhaps need the bye this week. As you say, the Newcastle Knights, they can either head to Brisbane and uh, enjoy the matches or stay in Newcastle and prepare for their match next week against the Titans. They're sitting at number 14 on the ladder. They copped quite the hiding against the Eels last round, but all lessons to take away um, and uh, work on over their bye round. First match of Magic Round on Friday is between the Canterbury Bulldogs and the Canberra Raiders. Now, we thought the Bulldogs may not have the goods uh, due to them missing some key players and having an injury crisis, although Cameron Serraldo's side was able to prove their mettle and came away with a winner of the Dragons last round. And Raiders and their coach, Ricky Stewart, had an emotional week leading up to their last round match, dealing with the loss of Jack White. And however, they took the Dolphins to Golden Point, came away victorious. Lachlan, this match, what can we expect? Yeah, it's an interesting one to kick off Magic Round um, at Lang Park. Both sides head into this with four wins to their name. The Bulldogs will have to deal with a short turnaround. They played the Dragons on Sunday afternoon, so that's only five days to get, get up to Brisbane from Wollongong and get get ready for this game against Canberra. As you mentioned, 1816 uh, against the Dragons, away from home at Wollongong. They had to deal with the sin binning as well of Corey Waddell. A really nerve-wracking one, but they managed to get the two points, and in the end, that's what matters. So they'll be happy with that. 
in for them is Jacob Kraz, the Lebanon international. He's in on the wing for Braden Burns, who's unfortunately suffered an MCL injury. Max King as well returns from a rib injury in the front row. There's also been a lot of talk in the media around Kyle Flanagan and him possibly jumping ship away from Canary Bankstown. However, uh, it seems those rumours have been shut down, but we'll see how that unfolds over the coming weeks. These rumours all seem to stem from young half Carl Oluapu, who uh, made his debut last week, playing 47 minutes off the bench, and he's kept his bench spot for this week while Kyle Flanagan has again missed out and has been named amongst the reserves. Over on the Canberra side for the hypothetical away team, even though it's being played in Brisbane for both sides, um, we'll see Javier Savage return. It'll be his first game of 2023. Um, There was a lot of faith put in him by Ricky Stewart, especially towards the end of last year, uh, dropping experienced chance Nickel Klukstar down to reserve grade in favour of Savage, who only had a few NRL games under his belt. But uh, fortunately, injury has really crueled Savage's chances of really nailing down that number one spot. So he's returned on the wing for now with Sebastian Chris keeping his spot at fullback for the Raiders. Harry Hariru Naira has been dropped in favour of Atta Mariosa, uh, who is on the bench. It's the Raiders. Canberra have won their past six against Canterbury-Bankstown, which is quite impressive. I think they'll be quite confident of building on that narrow win against the Dolphins last week um, and, yeah, getting another one. So I'm going to go Raiders by eight. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, I'm going Raiders as well. Me too. I think last week would have gave Raiders a bit of confidence and coming into this, I think they'll they'll do it easily. Well, someone's going to go for the Dogs. went for them last week. They did all right. I'm kind of happy at the fact that Jacob Kiraz is back. Raiders played well last game. I've got to hand it to them. They had excellent completion rate, possession and meters although i don't know maybe i'm just a little bit worried because even though the stats are quite positive in their direction yet the dolphins were still on their heels we're about to take that from them you know if it wasn't for that golden point extra time um and you know getting that field goal they wouldn't have had the win so yeah i think raiders need to sharpen up but yeah i'm gonna go dogs (laughs) thanks lachlan second match on friday is between the manly sea eagles and brisbane broncos the away game for the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, so both teams coming in with losses from the last round, although the Broncos are the favourites coming into this, and they're still at the top of the table. And Manly is six. Wow. The Brisbane locals will be cheering very loudly for their team, and both teams will be proving a point. Emma, how is this match looking for both teams? Well, isn't this just the biggest stitch-up every year? Only home game at Suncorp against Broncos. That doesn't sound right to me, but anyway... I've actually been to two Magic Rounds before, um, in 2019 and 2021. So I think it was 2019 that the that Manly lost, but in 2021, uh, I smashed the Broncos 50 to 6, and my husband has not stopped talking about it since. So he'll probably be hoping they can do that again, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, Tommy Turbo's back for Manly, which is a big relief for Manly fans. So is Tula Tawakola underwent knee surgery and will play his first game since round four. Brad Parker is also back after missing last week with his knee. This means Ruben Garrick moves to the wing and Christian Tuipulotu is moving to the reserves. Morgan Harper is now out of the squad. A bit of a blow for them, though, is Jake Trebojevic is now out with a calf injury and Sean Kepi will be replacing him. 
Ben Tvojevic is back from his hamstring injury. He's on the bench with Aaron Woods, who is replacing Tour for four, Sipley, who has now got a three-match ban. So, yeah, and then the Broncos, Payne Hassan and Ezra Mam are back from their suspensions. That means Keenan Palacia moves back to the bench and Jock Madden to the reserves. And poor Corey Oates is the only Broncos player currently out with an injury, which is his knee now after such a long time out with his jaw and then he came back and yet yeah, now it's his knee. So Broncos are actually pretty strong at the moment with just missing him. So unfortunately for Manly fans, I think it's going to be uh, Broncos again and not. It'll be a good game to watch for sure. I'm going to go Bronx, uh, although it's not technically their home game. It is. Like that home ground advantage and it being magic round, I think they will thrive this week. And in Haas back, the man, big inclusions. I think it'll be too big against Manly, who are coming off a loss against the Titans. So, yeah, Broncos. I think like you guys, the the loss to the Titans last week is really going to have to uh, Manly think a lot about where they're going to go with this season. Yeah, I'm going to go Broncos as well. I know we just said that someone's going to go for the other team. Look, I'm not going for Manly in this one. I'm going to, I'm definitely going for Broncos. I just think that Jake Trebovic actually does a lot of work for Manly and him being out, they're really going to notice it. Uh, but yeah, I'm calling Broncos for this. I have a feeling it will be around about 12 points between them. Though. Right, Gabby, home crown advantage. We've got it. Sorry, sorry, Manly fans. Thank you, Emma. Um, I reckon that should be a great match to watch, actually. So called Super Saturday. Uh, there are three matches to look forward to. The first match is at 3pm with the New Zealand Warriors taking on the Penrith Panthers. I'm actually eager to see how this match plays out, especially in better weather. Uh, wet and windy in Auckland last round and wet at Bathurst for the Panthers. The Warriors haven't had a win um, the last two rounds, but the Panthers are also coming off back-to-back losses. And their last loss to the Tigers was perhaps a surprise to them. Yeah, I'm not sure if the Panthers' chinks in their premiership armour is getting me excited. Panthers are sitting seventh on the ladder and the Warriors are sitting eighth. So there's only one spot between them. Uh, so if Warriors fans will be happy to see that fullback Charles Nickel Clockstead is back from concussion. He scored six tries in six games against the Panthers. Interesting to see if he will get another um, or more in this match. Warriors captain Tohu Harris's knees well enough to return to play at lock and he's been named. Josh Curran's back on the bench. A uh, bit of a shame, but at least he's there. Usually when he starts, he can be quite impactful, but you know, he, turned, he tends to turn it up when he um, comes onto the field. And Freddie Lussick moves to the 18th man. And so for the Panthers, Matt Eisenhuth, he's out with a shoulder injury. And Panthers prop James Fisher-Harris has been named to start. Spencer Lemieux has had a calf issue uh, from the last round. So he's in the reserves. And um, he was ruled out last week with that same complaint. And Panthers captain Nathan Cleary is still nursing a groin injury. So I've heard rumours that he won't be goal kicking. And apparently Stephen Crichton's got a toe injury. So I'm actually not sure who's going to be kicking for the side. Anyway, so look, no surprise that the Panthers are the hot favourites um, coming into this match. They've beaten the Warriors comfortably in their past two meetings uh, last year. It is a different Warriors side, we always say that, but they might not be as well rested um, as the Panthers um, coming into this, playing a third match in 11 days. It is a little bit of hard going for the Warriors. I'm a bit worried about them. But also being unable to score against the Roosters that last round was kind of disappointing for me. I mean, if you've grown up and you've lived in Auckland, you just learn to play footy in those crappy conditions and the Roosters just showed them that they could do it better. They've won more games than the Panthers. I'd like to say that the Panthers are the sensible choice, but there were so many errors in their last game and I'm not confident with their completion rate. So 
I'm tipping the Warriors because my heart is there more than I think the Panthers have shown lately in play. And also with Warriors winger Marcelo Montoya making his 100th NRL appearance in this match, the team might be using that as extra fuel to really dig in and score some tries, chasing that celebration. I'd love to see the Warriors win just because they, they really do deserve it, but really struggle to see Penrith losing another one. It'd be quite something if the Warriors could pull it off, and I think they definitely can. They definitely have a shot. This is the time to kind of come out and make a bit of a statement as well. But, yeah, I think Penrith will be too strong in the end. Um, yeah, I, I can't see them repeating last week. Yeah, I'm going to go Panthers as well. I just don't think we'll see them lose three in a row. Part of me hopes the Warriors come out, come out and beat them. Um, we saw the Tigers do it, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. Go either way, but I think, yeah, Penrith will do it. A bit like you guys, I think that the Panthers are going to get the win, but really want to go the Warriors. Um, Panthers did let me down, but all in all, I think they are the strongest side. So start being a bit more brutal with my tips and I'll go the Panthers. I can just sidetrack a little bit here. Penrith are still currently favourites to win the Premiership this year and make it a three-peat. If they do lose to the Warriors this weekend, does that change, do you think? A hundred percent. It changed last week. It they're not going for a three P. No way. So as well. I th- Maybe I should tip the Warriors. <laughs> nah, that'll probably definitely make the Panthers win. So yeah, no. Nah. We're talking long term here though. Like I don't <laughs> think they'll they'll do it. No way. It's a different competition this year. Yeah, I had wondered whether Andrew Webster's inside knowledge would be of help to them as well. I I, I don't know. Um it feels like Ivan's playing the same playbook coming into this season as he did two seasons ago, because I think they thought, oh, yeah, we've been doing the same formula for the last two years and we've won. Let's keep doing it. And I think there's a few more teams out there who are just shaking things up and disrupting, I think, their ordinary, you know, form of attack. I don't know. Am am I just being a bit too optimistic here? Thinking Because, like, did any of us really think that the Tigers were going to beat the Panthers last week? No. No, I I didn't think they would beat them either but in the start of the season I'd never bought into the three-peat I just don't think the Panthers have got it in them to do it again this year and it's starting to show I think the cracks are starting to show not to discredit what the Tigers did on the weekend but I think we're definitely seeing unfolding a little bit. I think I might not have adjusted as well as they needed to to the loss of Appy. Attack was really based around him. I think they might like you were saying, Laney might still be trying to use the same playbook, but they've got a different team now. They need to adjust to that. But we're we're like we've just had nine rounds. We're into round ten. Are we seeing them learn those lessons? I'm ready to sort of continue on Panthers, but I mean we've we've seen them give obviously some big hidings to some teams out there, but then they just sort of you know regress from the progress that we see. I mean, are we sort of saying that? no longer a consistent team or they just haven't found their form and when would we see that coming through like in the next three or four rounds and when do we when do we sort of say right that's it they're they're off our list is it if the Warriors beat them this weekend all strength teams so that's that's one thing but neither are any of the other clubs there's been a lot of chat about them not being able to perform in wet weather footy like again not to discredit the Tigers because they played in wet weather footy too, but there's been a lot of talk about how they got beat by St Helens in wet weather footy and they just can't pull through when it's there's a bit of chaos on the field, slippery ball. Yeah, I 
I don't know. I think, yeah, like I said, we're seeing their undoing. Thank you, everyone. We'll see how it goes. Well, it's not going to be wet footy uh, for Magic Round, so, you know, we never know. The Panthers might just put the foot down and keep going. All right, so the next game that we have on Saturday, I'm calling this the Finn Derby. So this is the Cronulla Sharks uh, facing off against the Dolphins. So that's a 5.30pm game. It'll be another great matchup to watch. And this will be the first time these clubs actually face each other. It's the Sharks that have more recent wins on the board and definitely build on that momentum. They're also sitting at number two on the ladder. So in the last round, ironically, the Sharks showed the Cowboys how to get around a paddock. Uh, some great vision from the Sharks and their attack has been a real strength against opponents. And that last game was perhaps when we saw just how strong they can be and come together. Um, other teams, I think, have been watching very, very closely. So the Dolphins are coming off a one-point golden point loss against the Raiders. And so the Dolphins have now just dropped out of, out of the top eight. So this could be the match to put them back in there. Maybe we shall see. So for the sides, are a few changes for the Sharks. Uh, Braden Hamlin Whaley, he had some bad news and he suffered an MCL injury the last round against the Cowboys. They reckon he'll be off for a month. Royce Hunt will be coming in to replace him. Dale Finucan, he's back on the side following his three-week suspension. So he was away for four weeks, actually, if you include the bye. I think the team has learned from Dale's suspension and none of them were listed on the recent judiciary list. So they've uh, been maintaining good discipline. Also, Dale's return at lock means Cameron McGuinness will be on the bench. So for the Dolphins, Ray Stone is out due to concussion. Winger Robert Jennings isn't playing. Um, I haven't exactly been able to track down why he's been dropped. I don't know. Maybe it was due to his three errors and moments he was missing for some crucial attacking moments in the last round. I don't know. Wayne makes these decisions as he sees fit. Uh, Tissy New has been named on the side for the left wing. Anthony Milford's back on the bench. And Mason Teague is also named on the bench. We actually saw uh, centre Brinko Lee limping from the field with a tender hamstring, which has me a bit surprised to see him named to play for this match. Kurt Donoghue's in the reserves. He's got Valence Hefare, Edric Lee, JJ Collins and Boasafat Mosili to keep him company. So Wayne Bennett made his feelings known post-match about the failure of NRL officials to identify a clear knock-on before the field goal that the Raiders slotted for the golden point. Look, they might feel a bit robbed, but they can't come away from that thinking it was the ref's fault completely that they lost. I mean, I love the Dolphins, but they've become another favourite team of mine, and they are gritty. I love that. They dig in for second halves and come back. But the slow starts, they just need to work that out. I get that it's great for fans to see them fight back, and you really need to make a statement early and dominate. If you and Aitken keeps up his playing vision and Jermaine Isakwa is able to keep kicking at the rate he is, they might eke out a win over a dominant Shark side. All together, the side could come together for a win. The Sharks are the strongest attacking team of the competition at the moment. They'll be looking to come out fast and strong, basically from the kickoff. And I haven't seen the Dolphins do that. Can't rely on that second half stuff and all those halftime speeches to be better. I think this could be a close game. The Dolphins can really rustle their defence when they have to for a side like the Sharks. The Sharks are tipped favourites coming into this match. Not a great venue for wins for them losing five of their last six games at Lang Park. I think for money, the Sharks are the safest bet. Although my heart <laughs> dolphins to come through with the disappointment. It is a better venue for them in terms of fan support and win history at the venue. You never know. They may have learned quite a bit of a lesson from last week and realise they need to come together. So it's kind of 50-50 for me, but, yeah, I'm calling Sharks if you're going to be smart. Well, I'm not very smart, so. I said at the start of this I was going to actually play smart and not go with my heart, but I really want to go the Dolphins. 
The Sharks absolutely gave it to us, to the Cowboys last week. Um, and I don't know if that was really how amazing the Sharks were or if it was just how bad the Cowboys were. Um, probably a bit of both. I I think the Sharks is definitely the safer, smarter option, but I'm going to do something silly and go for the Dolphins. I'm going to go the Sharks, but this could be a big upset. Dolphins make me too nervous. The whole first half, it's hard to watch, and then they pull their way back over second half. I think I'm just going to depend on the Sharks to get the win. And William Kennedy's been on fire lately, so hopefully he's still in that good form this week. If the Sharks want to show they're serious about, you know, a top four finish or even pushing for a premiership, um, this is the game where I think they need to put a big score on. The Dolphins have shown that they're really lacking consistency throughout the 80 minutes and the Sharks are coming off a big performance of their own. I think Cronulla can really build on that. And unfortunately for the Dolphins, I think Cronulla are good enough to really make their chances count and to put a big score on the board. The final match that we've got for Saturday, it's the Melbourne Storm. They'll be facing up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. This actually should be a cracker game. Uh, beat Storm are fourth on the ladder. Bunnies are third. This will be quite a match to tuck into. Look, there's probably so much that you want to talk about and cover in this. What can we look forward to? No, I am. I'm so excited. This will be the second time these teams have played each other. Uh, Storm beat South back in round five. So since then, South have gone on this, like, massive winning streak. They have not lost a game since Melbourne beat them, so that gave them a bit of confidence. Uh, They've got a fair bit of momentum going into Saturday's clash, which I think will be the blockbuster match, to be honest. Uh, Melbourne are coming back from a bye, so they'll be well-rested after round nine, which was a tough win over the Warriors on Anzac Day. Uh, So for Magic Round, Craig Bellamy has gone with the same side that actually played the Warriors in Round 9. So the only real change that has been made will be the inclusion of Tom Eisenhuth to the interchange, returning from a hip injury. But other than that, he has the same 17, which will be good because we'll see a bit more consistency with Melbourne continued across the park with Munster and Hughes and Harry Grant, who have been playing really well as well as Big Nelson and Christian Welsh making impact up through the middle. So that'll be good to see. For South, they have the return of Liam Knight to the interchange, coming back from a knee injury. So he played New South Wales Cup last week, so he's being eased into back into the NRL. But it'll be exciting for Bunnies fans. I really like Liam Knight, so he has the potential inclusion to Saturday night as well. So that sees Davey Mawale pushed out of the squad. But other than that, it's a relatively untouched South side um, who have been dominating each week with Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. They've been on fire. It's been incredible to watch. They can just take a hold of a game and really flip it on its head. So that'll be interesting to see on Saturday. As I mentioned before, at the start of the show, Campbell Graham has been influential. Souths are looking really strong. A few statistics coming into this game, which are very interesting, I thought. So Melbourne have had a really good winning record against South, having won eight of their past nine games against them. But the Rabbits have been playing really well at Suncorp. So they've had three victories at that venue. 
while Melbourne have actually lost three of their past four games there. So going into this, it's going to be hard to back anyone really uh, as the makings, as I said, of being the clash of the round. And no matter who you back here, I think it'll be exciting. I'm going to go Melbourne, obviously, but the Bunnies are on a roll and it will take all that Melbourne have to come in and dismantle the Rabbits' winning streak. And I also think it has the potential to be a golden point game, which will not be good for my heart rate, but it will be good entertainment on Saturday. I am also going to go Melbourne. Don't know if that's the right choice, but what I am predicting is there's going to be a fair few sin bins. Yeah, I think it'll be a tough game and, yeah, we'll see how they go. But, yeah, Melbourne for me. I'm going to go for the Bunnies. They're just, they're looking so good at the moment. I, I really like watching them play footy. Um, they've really kind of snuck out to this winning streak. Like, it took me a second to really clock how well they're doing. Like, if they win this game and some other results go their way, they could end up first on the ladder after this round. So, yeah, South Sydney for me, I think they, they're they a genuine top four team this year. Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry, Gabby. I'm going to go for South for this one. I've been a bit remiss and perhaps properly giving credit to them over the past few rounds as I thought they weren't really a reliable team to back. And as my good friend Sav tells me, they're a team to back. And so I'll be for this round. They're looking really good, uh, able to adapt uh, teams that they're up against and coming in real strong. Similar to your point, Emma, I reckon there will be a few Simbins in this and, you know, that could be the difference. Don't think you'll get to Golden Point, but I'll definitely reckon there's like two or four points in it. Thanks, Gabby. First game on Sunday is between the West Tigers and the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They've caught it the Pantene effect. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. After eight rounds, Tigers can boast a win coming into this match against the Dragons. Dragons suffered a loss in their last match, and we still see much of the same for the Dragons. I just need to do a little bit more. So the Tigers are an animal that can thrive in monsoon conditions. That was kind of evident in that wet weather victory over the Panthers. Lachlan, I know you are often being very professional and you're keeping your emotions at bay for our show when it comes to the Tigers, but they played a great game to get the win. We've seen the Tigers building their form each round. Firstly, tell us, how did you react to that win? And secondly, have they found the right combo of players in their positions to come away with another win over the Dragons? Firstly, I I teared up. I, I was very tired watching that game. I was away from home in a hotel bed. I just remember just standing up and just kind of looking at the TV for the last 10 seconds and then just t- turning to, to look at my family. It was just, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe it. 170 days, more than that. that it's, it's a long time to, to go without a win, especially when, you know, we haven't been too terrible for most of my life. We haven't made finals, but used to winning at least one in every three or four <laughs> but to go that long um, it was incredible <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean that anything's going to change so a one-off thing unfortunately doesn't mean too much the Tigers have shown that time and time again in regards to positioning I guess we just need to see how that pans out over the next few weeks obviously Bull is a very young player very little experience there's still a lot to play out there so I don't think you can really make any call on that at the moment Bring it back to back to the game. Uh, I've got fifteenth, fifteenth v seventeenth here, but it's a lot more interesting than that when you look at it up close. If the Tigers win by twenty four or more, which is a long shot, that would see them jump the Dragons on the ladder, which is incredible 
to me, considering how badly the Tigers have played this season and how unlucky the Dragons have been in some cases. So that just shows how easy football can be sometimes. Obviously, that Penrith game, I'm not sure there's really much point going over it. It's been talked about a lot, but Luke Brooks, best game since his Daly M season, I think, probably up there. Green Buller as well, just second game, so little experience, even just playing open age rugby league in an opens team with, you know, fully grown men. I'm into the NRL like that, like he has in the past few weeks. Really nothing short of incredible. And my fingers are crossed for him and his career. Mitch Lau will move from the bench into centre for the suspended Brent Naden and AJ Kepa'oa is onto the bench, the final face on the bench. He missed out last week through illness. Uh, but on the other side, St. George Illawarra, Anthony Griffin finally swung his axe following narrow home loss to the Bulldogs last week. So Zach Lomax, Jacob Little, Toby Couchman, all gone, nowhere to be seen. Jaden Silver will return from injury. And there's a bit of a forwards reshuffle as well. Uh, Burns and Jack Bird shifting around. Prediction-wise, I think this win that the Tigers pulled off against Penrith reminded me a lot of the one they pulled off last year on Easter Monday against Parramatta. Kind of coming down to the wire stuff and kind of gritty game as well. When they beat Parramatta, they actually won again the next week against the Rabbitohs. They pulled together two big upsets. And I think the Tigers will be able to use that win against Penrith for some fuel for the next few rounds. And then that'll run out and they'll go back to their losing ways. But for now, Tigers, I think they can beat the Dragons. I think the Dragons have just been kind of cursed with some bad luck to start this season. And I think that's going to continue, especially getting the Tigers straight after such a a big win. I think that the Tigers can um, use their momentum from last week. I think... They will be hungry to prove that um, it wasn't just a fluke, that they actually are still here to win some games. And, um, yeah, I'm hoping for their sake that they can get the win so they don't go back to, like you said, go back to um, their losing ways. I don't want it to run out too soon, and hopefully for them they can keep it going. So I'm going to go the Tigers. Me too. I want to see the Tigers get another win. Uh, Dragons annoy me. We all know how I feel about them. Uh, Isaac Lomax. But yeah, no, I think last week would have given them the Tigers so much confidence coming into this week and let's see them go on a roll. Um, I'm excited. How good. So I know we've been talking about it sort of ourselves um, for a while about what we would do differently for the Dragons team. And um, yeah, their kicking was always letting them down. So thank you, Anthony, for tuning into our podcast and hearing our thoughts about Lomax and getting him off the team. Good for him. It's time for him to go and practice some kicking. I am in for the Tigers for this. Uh, I, I was really quite happy to see that they got the win. I think they have found their right formula. I know we have often thought that with the shuffles and such, you know, maybe Tim Sheens is, you know, a genius or not. Um, but, you know, Appy's really come into himself. And I actually thought that even with that last game, he used a lot of that inside knowledge to help prepare the Tigers um, for that match against the Panthers. And it's actually great to see the Tigers team with that morale high. And I think they're going to come out with a win. It's it's also because Dragons just continue to prove they just keep letting that lead slip away. They're not able to get the win. They are just not able to like dig in and find that extra 
fuel and extra effort to get the win. And I think the Tigers are more motivated. So I'm going Tigers for this. For you, Lachlan. For you. I need all the support they can get. So I'm sure they'd take it. Thanks, Lachlan. All right, next game. The next match for Sunday at 4 o'clock, we've got the Sydney Roosters up against the North Queensland Cowboys. The Roosters are fifth on the ladder, coming off a win against the Warriors in awful conditions the last round. The Cowboys are 16th on the ladder. Emma, the Cowboys have come into the spotlight a bit this past week, as it seems they've been camping on Struggle Street. We've talked a bit about make-or-break games for teams uh, for this half of the season, but we thought that about the Roosters and other teams, and they've all come back to prove that they can get back into form. The Cowboys have a lot of work in front of them. Is this match when we might see the Cowboys giddy up and get a win? Look, I really hope so, but I said at the start I need to start thinking smart with my tips and not with my heart, and I think going on the record, this might be the first time I tip against the Cowboys. I said the Roosters are fifth, and it's the Roosters, and the Cowboys are just really struggling to find anything. That last game was just, well, I've talked enough about that last game, but yeah, I think they, they need to do something, pull it together. As I said, we do have a lot of injuries still. We've got Halem Lukey now. Um, he's coming back from um, into the second row from his hamstring in- injury. Ed Townsend has been named, but I'm hopeful he will come back from his calf injury. But um, if he isn't ready by Sunday, we're going to have Ben Hampton and the young halfback Jack Burke are, are both. Uh, Jake Burke, sorry, they're both um, in the reserves, ready to possibly step in if um, Chad's calf isn't well enough uh, by Sunday. Kulikefu Finifuyaki will make his NRL debut from the bench, replacing Tom Chester, who has unfortunately suffered a season-ending ACL injury. Uh, Jeremiah Nenai has been suspended for four matches. Yeah, we've taken a bit of a hit there, but how the young debutante will go. For the Roosters, uh, Brandon Smith has been named, despite his um, neck was getting looked at um, on Sunday, but she seems to be all right. Paul Momorowski is out with a shoulder injury, so Drew Hutchinson is shifting to centre and Jake Turpin will be the new man on the bench. AWH is back after being rested last week with Matt Lodge moving to back to the bench and Fletcher Baker is going to the 18th man. A few little changes there. Uh, as I said, I think the Roosters have got what it takes to beat the Cowboys. I'm really hoping for an upset, but I think this might be the time that I have to finally... Uh, just tip against the Cowboys because I need to save my my tipping season. But um, I'm hoping for a good game. The Roosters have won all three Magic Rounds games since 2019 as well, so that's not ideal for us. I'm going to go the Roosters, but you know every time I tip against the Cowboys, they always win. So you can thank me later, Em, when oh, thank the you score is. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go the Roosters only because, yeah. Cowboys, I just don't know anymore with them, but I'll pull it out of a hat, no doubt. I'll go Roosters as well. I think looking at their forward pack on paper this afternoon, it just it looks so intimidating. They've got such a stacked bench as well, uh, especially with Angus Crichton now back in the setup. I'm not sure how Cowboys are going to do it, deal with that kind of roll on through the middle. I think the Roosters could really get control of the game early on and not give it back if they play well. So I'm going to go for the Cowboys. There's no real science to it. It's just because, you know, to me, they're another Queensland team and I'm a Queensland girl. So uh, I also think a Brisbane crowd will cheer louder for the Cowboys and the Roosters. I'd say the Cowboys know what they need to do. 
I feel that now that they've got one particular player missing, um, they might actually play better. Well, thank you, because you tipping the Tigers for Lachlan last week worked, so fingers crossed. <laughs> so the final match of the round um, on Sunday evening at 6.25, we can look forward to seeing the Tiger Coast Titans versus the Parramatta Eels. Look, both teams, great wins of their last round, and it'll be interesting to see what they're going to bring. They would have had the entire weekend of footy to see how others have played, maybe pick up some new tips on how to beat their opponents. I don't know. Gabby, what can we expect from this match? This will be an interesting game. As we said, it's the last game of Magic Round. It'll be interesting to see how the field holds up for this for this game. Uh, both Parramatta and the Titans have had good wins in Round 9, so each side will be looking to stamp some consistency on their records. For the Titans, Jaden Campbell is set to start at fullback. Uh, AJ Brimson is out due to a hamstring injury. So Brimson was actually sent for scans today, so we're not 100% sure on the severity of this setback, but hopefully it's nothing too major for AJ. Uh, Kieran Foran was also sent for scans too after playing through a knee and toe concern last week. He's been named in the side for Magic Round, but that could be subject to change before Sunday. So everyone keep that in mind. Parramatta, there are a few big inclusions this week, which will be exciting. So mid-season signing Andrew Davey has been named to start on the edge with Bryce Cartwright being shifted back to the bench, which I think is a bit of a bold move by Brad Arthur, bringing in the new signing and shifting Bryce to the bench when he played really well last week. But we'll see how it goes. Para also have the return of Ryan Madison coming back from having the flu. They also have Bailey Simonson returning from following HIA protocols in round eight. So this pushes Sean Russell back to the interchange. So Para have won their past seven games against the Titans and the Titans have only won two of their past six games at Suncorp. So the odds are in Parramatta's favour for this game. However, the Titans have been quite surprising, I think. They could produce the same kind of upset that they did last week against Manly. I'm going to go Parramatta for this. I think their inclusions will prove a bit too dominating against the Titans. And Clint Gutherson's been on fire lately. He's scored eight tries in the past seven games. But as I said, Titans could pull out the upset. They're unpredictable lately. But yeah, para for this one, for the end of Magic Round. I've said a lot before, um, and you guys have heard me say it, that I don't trust the Eels. And every time I tip them, they lose. But again, I need to start tipping some favourites and not trying to go every upset. So. For just that reason, I'm going to go the Eels this time. I think they are looking a little bit stronger, but we'll see on the day. I'm going to go Eels as well. Despite the Titans' performance last week, I was really impressed by them. I'm just not sure they're going to be able to back it up, unfortunately. So, yeah, Parramatta. I am going to go for Titans because I'm just thinking about that point you made earlier, Emma, where you're not sure whether the Eels are great or whether the Knights were just off. Um, in that match last round. And, you know, thinking about a team like Manly, uh, the Titans beat them with the performance they did. I think this might be a close game. Maybe closer than we are thinking or giving it credit for. So I reckon the Titans might sort of sneak through with a win. And I think it might be field goal that does it. Don't ask why. It just, it feels like this could be an upset. It's always the last game 
of the round that's always the most unexpected. So, ah, look, no science to it. <laughs> I'm going for the Titans. I also like Tino too, so I think he's always good. So, Gary, just a quick question. How's your boyfriend feel about uh, how the eels are performing at the moment? Is he happy? Yes, but he is the type of person when we're watching the game, he will berate the eels the whole game because he thinks that it encourages them. He thinks that if he talks poorly about the eels, they'll get through. He's so superstitious to the point where if he's wearing a jersey and they're losing at halftime, he'll go and take it off and then they'll miraculously make a comeback. So, no, he's feeling pretty good. I think last week gave him a bit of confidence. But he's the oddest person to watch football with. It's really, it's a roller coaster. It's an experience in itself. I was just going to go away from the NRL a little bit and mention a few scorelines we saw over the weekend for New South Wales Rugby League Grand Final Day. We saw the New South Wales Women's Premiership, which features a lot of NRLW players. That grand final at Leichhardt Oval with a scoreline of 1-0, Mounties beating the Bulldogs. Quite a game. I really wish I could have watched that live. But, yeah, I think that shows hopefully that kind of quality of defence is brought into the NRLW as well when that season starts. We also got the schedule for that this week, so a lot of exciting stuff going on. Otherwise, you saw Roosters win the Tashgal Cup, Bulldogs win Howard Matthews, and Eels win the SG Ball. And uh, City v Country as well, teams were named for women's and junior reps as well for those games. Yeah, a few little interesting things. NRLW's back soon. Lachlan, have you got any sort of favourites? Um, the Tigers' first game, and that's in Parramatta, and I'll be able to get to that, thankfully. I'm very excited about that. It'll be a big moment in the history of the clubs and all the other clubs joining as well, like the Cowboys for you, Emma. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. As you were saying before, Lachlan, we have a um, girl coming over from England, I think, so that's pretty cool. But, yeah, I'm excited to see them play. Games are on Channel 9. Like, all the games will be broadcasted. That's, like, massive. That is really good. Yeah, so good. And there you have it, everyone. That is our show. Thank you, Gabby, Emma, and Lachlan. Special thanks to Lachlan, who was covering matches that were happening outside of the NRL as part of our roundup. Thank you, Lachlan. You always seem to have your eye on what's going on with pathways, especially in the women's and the men's game outside of the main competition. We're also excited that the NRLW competition is due to start too and with all of the signings and announcements we have seen and the draw release, it should also be an extra game of football for us to look forward to in the next coming months. Hope you can go out and support those teams too. Thanks for tuning in and we truly appreciate your support. Hope you can tune in regularly. Don't forget to subscribe, download our episodes and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter or read about our panellists for all our shows at our website at mojosports.com.au. Feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us spread the word. And for those of you travelling to Brisbane, we hope your travel is smooth and if you're at the stadium, we hope you have a great time. Wishing your team a great magic round of footy with no injuries. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other.